Please forgive me, but I desperately need your guidance. I apologize for breaking the chain and awakening you ahead of schedule, but I fear we may all be in grave danger. Especially you, my lord, if left in your weakened state. For I believe that Lucian is alive and well. Here. Now, in this very city. Preparing to hit us during the awakening ceremony. Even more disturbing. Is that if I'm correct? It would mean that Craven is in league with him. Welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with Bryn and Jeremy. That's right. The show about movies with Bryn and Jeremy that That's takes correct. place after bedtime. After the bedtime for Bonzo. This is... Um, <laughs> Which is the name of your kid, right? Bonzo? It is, yeah. Uh, Bonzo. Uh, this is, once again, a... Uh, for those of you who are not behind the paywall, please compensate us for our labor. But also, you don't That's know right. that uh, we are, once again, a remote podcast due to a medical situation that frankly is none of your business unless you pay us yeah <laughs> if you don't pay me you don't get to know you don't get to know what's on. going on um and why you know why, why we, we have are, to be are not you know, in the same room in different spaces you and couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't possibly guess uh <laughs> frankly none of your fucking business <laughs> Yes, but it is week two of what is retroactively being referred to as early 2000s spooky adjacent month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did talk about it last week that we were doing. Um, uh, so during the Blade episode, we talked about doing all of the Underworld movies. Right. But for then we realized we don't have enough time to do all the Underworld movies. Well, so we, we decided- got messed up and we, we got... Blade actually came out the first week of October rather than the last week of September, and so it would all be messy. So it's going to be Blade, and then Underworld, and then two more yeah. early 2000s spooky movies. Well, so what we just... I'll, I'll clue you all into it a little more than that. <laughs> uh, we were going to do three Underworld movies, and then I watched one Underworld movie... <laughs> And I said, actually, just kidding. Why would we do that to ourselves? <laughs> Let's do spooky adjacent action <laughs> movies from the early 2000s. <laughs> and that's what we're doing. This um, is the first time I've ever done that, I think, where, like, I mean, I've I've watched so much bad anime for a podcast, and I've never, like, I've never backed down. I've never, like, watched one that was so bad that I'm like, yeah. No, we're actually not doing G Gundam. <laughs> we're doing something else. <laughs> I feel like Sailor Moon didn't last very long. No, but that was because of Katie. That wasn't because of me. Oh, I see. Uh, well, Katie wanted to stop doing that. Well, well, what did you want to watch this week? And then did, and then want to talk about today? <laughs> um. Well, so okay, so I um. This week, I watched a movie that I feel was um, sold to me, I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, I believe this movie was sold to me. I watched the uh, 2018 uh, reboot remake of Halloween. Um, oh, the David Gordon Green film. Yes. The, the newest, The newest incarnation of, uh, uh, of the Halloween franchise, uh, which was pitched to me as a... It is a direct sequel to the original Halloween, kind of uh, right. etch a sketches away the um, the lore uh, of the past, you know, several decades of of the Halloween franchise. <laughs> yeah, he shakes like, it up like it, and then just like disappears. Like it's it gone. Never it's gone forever. It's actually Michael Myers is not her brother, and all this no, stuff is no, gone. No, no, no brother. And Dr. that's all Loomis fine. To me. Doesn't matter. You know I don't care about lore. That's the last shit? thing on my mind. I right. don't give a shit about that. You want to erase it? Erase it. I don't care. What was pitched to me, though, was that this was like taking after the spirit of the original Halloween and that that was what was cool about it. 
And what was great about it was that it felt like finally somebody making a Halloween movie actually liked the first Halloween and got the first Halloween. Sure. And was going to make a movie that was like the first Halloween. And uh, dear listener, I regret to inform you, this movie is just as garbage as every (laughs) other Halloween sequel. It sucked. It was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So I saw that movie in the theater. Uh Uh-huh. And I thought it was fine. Uh, yeah. like, like not, I don't think it was sold to me with that bill. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was just like, what if it's a new story where everything, none of that, none of that shit ever happened. Okay. And, um, you know, it is that it feels like a Halloween sequel. Um, that's supposed to be, what if none of that happened? What if it was just that one thing happened to Jamie Lee Curtis and then 20 years later or 30 years later, yeah. Now what's what's happening in her life and Michael's life. And that's what it is. It's um definitely not what you said. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not that. I so uh if you have not seen this movie it is it is again it's the story of 40 years after the events of Halloween or 30 years. I think it's 40. Cuz H2O is in the late 90s. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and Halloween is 1978, right? Okay, sure, yeah, 40 So, years. yeah, so it's it's 40 years after the events of Halloween, the movie, uh, and uh, Laurie Strode has uh, become a, a husk of a human being. She's an alcoholic, miserable person who lives in a, a compound, a fenced-in compound, um, with all sorts of guns and, and, you know, fun gadgets. Right, and, a very and, traumatic and, thing happened to her, and she has decided to dedicate her life to, like, living off the grid and you know becoming like planning for the day that michael escapes uh to come after her again she somehow knows that there's some sort of magical bond that's going to make him come after her right Uh, even though nothing everyone else who's ever survived a murder (laughs) attempt she uh has decided to devote herself to living on the venture compound with like some crazy gadgets that don't exist in real life uh and and um the movie is about uh michael myers the the you know murder man extraordinaire yeah. uh, escapes from his mental institution that uh, would never exist in real life. He escapes from it <laughs> uh, off camera. You it's don't like see how prison, it happens. Right? It's like a prison, but it's also like a movie. It looks like um, it looks like a check, like a chessboard, the whole place. Oh, right. Yeah. It's like a big four square. <laughs> yeah. It's super weird. Uh, but he escapes off camera. You don't see how it happens, but he escapes and uh, goes on a murder rampage instantly in the first like five minutes of the movie kills more people than they do in the entirety of the original Halloween. Um, And the brutality of the kills is, I think, what disappointed me the most. Um, Mm. (laughs) I have to say, like for all the shit that Rob Zombie got for his Halloween, like this is just as stupid and just as brutal and just as like mindless as any other fucking you know, Rob Zombie schlock, you know, horror movie. I mean, we're talking like there, there's a scene where like a cop's head is like burrowed out and turned into a jack-o'-lantern sitting in the seat of the cop car. <laughs> we're talking about his, his fake ass new, um, uh, uh, Dr. Loomis character, uh, just gets his head stomped and it explodes. Like it's a water balloon, uh, huh. and, and and plot points as stupid as the Dr. Loomis character just decides to stab a cop to death because he <laughs> wants to see what happens when Michael and Lori get together. Um, very stupid story. Uh, very disappointed in it. <laughs> yeah, I don't really remember it very much. Um, I do remember it being really gross. It's very gross. And really, um, really violent. Um, I just remember really dislike like that as a horror movie, like as a straight up, just like this is a slasher movie. I don't remember it bothering me or like being over the top to the point where I was like, I can't believe this. No, um, I'm not going to say it's over the top. I'm not going to say it's like, you know, it's not, um, it's not, it's not like porn. audition. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's not. Um, you know, Human Centipede Two. It's something right. like that. Where I'm like, this is like beyond the pale of of taste. This is now just like actually making me sick. You know, like, right? It's not nothing like that. But 
it definitely like for for how I came into it, which was expecting an understated, artful horror movie that respected. <laughs> well, that's the, the thing. The the original movie. I, I right. definitely left it saying, "This is just as stupid as anything else." Right. Yeah, it seemed like you went in expecting House of the Devil. Have you ever seen mm-hmm. House of the Devil? Yes. Yeah, like a very like basically filmed like it's the seventies. 16 millimeter movie that was what i expected that's really what i expected because i feel Uh, like a lot of what happens in halloween one is a lot of like seeing him out of the corner of your eye Mm -hmm. never like what's lurking behind like the door yes and then a a lot of happens off camera yeah yeah you know like you'll find a body instead of like there you know what it is there's one scene in this movie that like really kind of i feel like uh, like is so indicative of what I'm talking about, which uh, of like the the just like schlockiness of, of it is. Uh, there's a scene where there's like this girl who's like babysitting this like very funny little like black kid. Uh, oh yeah, they have a very fun rapport. He's very funny. Uh, Michael is in her is in the kid's closet, and he's like, "There's the boogeyman's in there. You gotta go get him." And then she's like, "All right, he's not in there." <laughs> and then he is in there, and he murders her. The kid gets away, thank God. Right. Um, I am like completely incapable of dealing with kids dying in movies now. <laughs> there was we literally we turned the movie off for a second because he like walks over a baby's crib, and we're like, "No, no, no, no." no, no. no. <laughs> and You're- then like we turned it off, and I was like, I was like, okay. There are rules. There are rules. It's not going to happen. I'm certain it's not going to happen. Mo like kept her ears covered, eyes closed, and I like got through the scene. He just walks past the crib. Why didn't you just Google it? <laughs> Google does a baby die in Halloween? Isn't there a website like that? Like, does the dog die or whatever? Oh, maybe. Got, like, I, I, there's definitely a website called Does the Dog Die? Interesting. And it's like spoilers for like any movie. Like, is there a dog that dies? And I think they include babies. Wow. All um, right. Well, I'll have to look into that. That's yeah. very helpful. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're like anyway, a teenage so, so, white girl. <laughs> like, I can't handle it. <laughs> I can't handle a baby dying. So, uh, so right. So the kid escapes. The girl gets murdered. And then there's the dude is downstairs. And he's like, oh, shit. I hear her getting murdered up there. I should do something. Right. 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 And then his death happens off camera in a very Halloween way right mm. and then we see Michael walking out of the house and we see the kid is like stabbed to the wall like it's like Johnny the homicidal maniac <laughs> like a knife is like stabbed him to the wall he's like a foot off the ground like pegged to the wall by the knife mm. and you're like okay it's a little gruesome for my taste but at the very least he died off camera Michael's walking away we just see the corpse and you're like okay this is sure. a Halloween kill. And then the camera just can't help itself. It has to cut in to show you the detail of him stabbed through the neck onto the wall <laughs> or whatever. So it is It is a tasteless, trite piece of shit, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Yeah, it's funny. David Gordon Green is such a weird director. Mm-hmm. He, what else has he done? Well, that's the thing. He started doing, like indie movie small pictures he did um his first movie was called george washington it's on the criterion collection it's about like a little black kid in north carolina okay um and then he did undertow and maybe a movie called all the real girls i think Mm -hmm. um so he did like three like little quiet dramas and then he did like pineapple express Oh, interesting. <laughs> and uh, just started like working with, he did like, he was producing and directing Eastbound and Down and working with Danny McBride. That makes sense because Danny McBride is a writer on this. Right. And they both went to my alma mater. And Danny McBride, um, I got to say his, his fingerprints are all over this and I actually really like his contribution to it. Like the because, funny parts? Yeah. The funny parts are actually really good. I like them a lot. They're very, they are actually really funny and like, they're they're a nice you know they're a nice reprieve from the brutal violence Mm -hmm. and also like weirdly like human moments that just like you don't see a lot in in comedy or horror just the little moments of like um like like an argument over what kind of sandwich someone brings for lunch or like the opening scene where the dad and his son die or not the opening scene but the first kill of the movie is the dad and the son die and like 
Right. They're just having a conversation about how like the dad wants the son to like go hunting with him. And he's like, look, I like spending time with you and it's fun and I will go hunting with you. But like, I can't do it that often because I'm really committed to dance right now. And it's mm-hmm. not funny. It's not a funny scene, but it's just a really human conversation happening between two people <laughs> where the son is just saying like, look, I just really like dancing and I want to do it more. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying I don't want to go hunting because I do want to go hunting. I, I want to stay yeah, hanging yeah, yeah. out with you, but I also like to dance. Right. Yeah. There, there's moments in the movie that just, it just feels so uneven. Mm-hmm. Like, then it's like juxtaposed with like insane violence. And then this sort of like Marvel movie, like callback of like this woman who's become a commando. Yes. And there's like this sort of like history there. And you're supposed to like all of these weird callbacks happen. And then at the end, there's like this big, finally she puts her big mousetrap house into effect or whatever. Yeah. She's like, what is this? I do like her mousetrap house, even though it's very stupid. It's and very, very stupid, but like, it's, this is the thing, is that when I watched it, I enjoyed it. I was mm-hmm. like, no, it's a fine movie, I guess. I don't know. I had it, a lot of fun watching her work the house. That's the part of the movie I really enjoyed, <laughs> was like seeing her like like walking through a room and like checking all the different corners of it and then leaving, and then she has a button that she hits to like lock that room off. Right. So she's like, I know this room's clear. I'm closing the door. Yeah. So now he <laughs> can't get in there. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. I don't know. It's not the worst movie I ever saw. No, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but it is very disappointing from how it was pitched to I me. Absolutely, yeah, I'm going into it being like, ooh, it's going to be as atmospheric and moody as like the original Halloween, and then it's yes. fucking that. <laughs> and then it's just like instantly he's like dropping teeth over uh, over the bathroom door. Like, you know what it is? Oh, it's yeah, just what like, the hell is that about? They can't decide what Michael's deal is. They can't decide if he's just this like unstoppable killing machine who just like doesn't know what to do but to kill right or is he like or or is he just like really getting off on the fear he's causing because like things like that like dropping the teeth over the top of the thing what's he doing there like Mm -hmm. he's trying to make her scared so it's like is he feeding off the fear does he even understand fear they open it up with him being non-responsive and just like they're like no he doesn't talk to anybody he can hear you but he doesn't care and he doesn't want to talk i don't get it yeah, it's not the best movie. It's definitely not the best Halloween movie, but it's I don't no, know. It's I would certainly not the best Halloween movie. I wouldn't say if it's a I wouldn't even say if it's it's like a real like worthy successor. Yeah, I'd say it's even maybe not even in my top five Halloween movies. <laughs> I do like three a lot. Two is pretty fun. I do like three and two. I like H two O. I'm an apologist for H two O. Really? Oh, I think we've talked about this. I still haven't we seen did, that yeah, one last year. I'm a big time apologist for H2O. I like the one with, with um, is it Buster Rhymes who's in that one? Oh, um, what is that? Resurrection? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. It's goofy fun. Yeah. So this week I watched Halloween movies too. Yes. What did you watch? But I, uh, I they weren't the Halloween series. I just was like, oh, it's fall and it's becoming to be October. So I want to watch like Halloween stuff. Um, and one thing I watched that I wanted to quickly mention um, was a movie people have been recommending to me since it came out. It's not really a movie. I mean, it is, but it's um, it's formatted as 10 episodes. It's called Under Over the Garden Wall. Have you ever heard of this? No. Where did this air or what it is a, it? It was a Cartoon Network thing. It came out like six or seven years ago. Okay. Um. And it was supposed to be like a three season long thing. And the creator was like wanting to make a show and they were like, well, you have a full story. Can we make it a movie? And this is regular Cartoon Network, not Adult Swim. Regular Cartoon Network. Okay. Um, And I guess what ended up happening is they made a, a mini series. So it's 10, like 10 minute long episodes or excuse me, 10, um, it's like two hours total runtime. Uh, it doesn't really matter, but it's like it's episode. It's ten episodes and it's two hours long. And it's the story of these two kids who are dressed in like cloaks and have like a weird outfit on. They have like weird like old timey outfits on, mm-hmm. and they're basically in the woods and they're trying to get home. And you're not sure what this world is that they're in and they're, what they're exploring. Um but everything is very spooky. 
Like it has this very Halloweeny feel. Like everything like is autumn. There's witches and there's okay, like yeah. pumpkin head people and uh, lots of different monsters and stuff. And it's um, each episode is sort of explaining more and more about what the world they're in is. Um, and I don't want to say too much because it has like a twist, which Ooh. I honestly didn't like. Um, I, I was sort of annoyed that Is there it like was a nightmare a, before Christmas sort of thing where it's like, there's like a Christmas world. <laughs> there's actually a, a girl behind the, the tree. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's, it's, um, it, it's, it's just sort of more, more, more rooted in reality than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, is all I'll say. Um, but it's gorgeous. The animation is beautiful. The music is amazing. Um, it's just like it's a movie about it. It's a it's a it's sort of a kids movie about Halloween, mm-hmm. and um, you know about fear and you know caring for yourself and your family and you know it, it's a kids show, um, but it is really really well done and um, the animation is like way better than usual because it's like a a mini series, mm-hmm. so it has that sort of like Steven Universe like adventure time look in the character designs but then there'll be like monsters that are like all animated on the ones and like really detailed and yeah, yeah just yeah. like really gorgeous looking um it's like um there was that sh- actually i guess no never mind i was gonna say that show um that uh fuck that netflix show um uh which one with the guy <laughs> The, the guy show who's, with the guy. The guy, the one who's always on like Joe Rogan and shit. Um, what? Fuck, what is that dude's name? He's so annoying and oh, he's so oh, high oh, all the time. The Midnight Gospel. Yes, 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 yes. That show sucks. Yeah, I um, liked it the first time I watched like the couple episodes and then like after a few I was like, actually this really sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had the same experience. I was like, oh, cool. It's like waking life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like, it's like waking life, but like six times as dumb. Like yes, but at the same dumb. time, it's like waking life, but six times as fun in the animation. animation. Absolutely. And so there was a time where I was watching it, and like I think I talked about it on here. In fact, I think you did. Uh, that I watched like the first two episodes it. of it, and I was like, "This is great! I love the animation." <laughs> and then like I think what it was is I was like ignoring how stupid the conversations were for right. how fun the animation was, and then Which at some is a point it just kind of way like, to watch it. Yeah, I should just put it on mute and yeah, play and like like stoner metal over or it or just something like, like that. Watch uh, Matt Chrisman's vlogs. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, over the garden wall is a very very cute. You know, it's not very funny, but it's mm-hmm. um, it's very entertaining, and it has like the perfect mood. Like if you're wanting a you know autumn leaves like pumpkin pie type of show like that's yeah. the fucking that's the movie for you i love pumpkin pie shows um, the other thing i watched that i wanted to talk about is a movie called Hoobie halloween oh my god i want to <laughs> watch it i've heard it's really good <laughs> so I, I i i i don't know what to think about this movie like i've been kind of going back and forth since i watched it because i put it on only because everyone who is funny on Twitter will not shut the fuck up about it. It's from last year, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. And Why is it, everyone talking about it? No, no, no. It's just like, it's a Halloween movie. So it's like, right, yeah. you know, it's everyone is always like, oh, I love this movie. It changed my life or whatever. And I assumed they were all joking. So mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, I'll put on a so bad it's good movie. I went in fully with the impression that it was a awful, like, Adam Sandler cash in movie that was sure. like unwatchable to the point that it was actually funny. That's not what the movie is. And and I was like, as I was watching it, I kept being like, yeah, this is stupid. Huh, I guess that's funny. And then it like kind of kept winning me over in an earnest way. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? This is so this is the thing is <laughs> I vaguely know about the twitter discourse around it that's not my interest in it my interest in it is in a deep deep love of uh eight crazy nights oh okay i've never seen that crazy nights so much 
And like, there was a part of me that when I heard he was doing this, I was like, all right, it's probably gonna be a cash in. And then I think I heard people say they liked it. And I didn't think it was a so bad. It's good thing. I was like, oh, I bet it's like a crazy nights. I bet it's actually kind of a touching, you know, look at a, at a, uh, a, a, uh, like a, a holiday that doesn't get as much of touching looks as it should. <laughs> so it's not that either. Here's okay. here's here's what I really think the way to look at this movie is. It's like if somebody was like, you've never seen this movie at all, but they put on Jingle All the Way for you at Christmas. Okay. Like you're an adult and you're watching Arnold Schwarzenegger just can't act his way out of a paper bag, <laughs> stupid, like, dick and balls jokes, you know, unfunny shit, but then Sinbad is so good. Have you seen uh-huh. Jingle All the Way? Yes, of course. Okay. So, you know how that movie is, like, fun and good? But it's, like, not a good movie. It's, like, a two-stars yeah. movie. It has a lot of dumb, like, slapstick, a lot of, like, Jake Lloyd not being able to act. Oh, yeah, the, it is Jake Lloyd, isn't it? The wife can't act. Arnold Schwarzenegger can't act. But Nobody, Sinbad is very good and Phil Hartman is very exactly. good. Exactly. And there's like two things in the movie and like there's all these little bit characters that really make it and like everyone's just having a great time making it and like there's all these fun little jokes to like the parents. Sure. That's yeah. how the movie is. Where okay. it's like the plot is paper thin. There's no thought to it. Like it's just like the stupidest it's basically the water boy but for halloween like he's oh interesting (laughs) (laughs) i don't like the water boy he's doing that voice the whole time he's like hello i'm i'm hubie i'm hubie and i'm doing this i'm very keeping everybody safe and everyone in the whole town hates him and thinks he's a moron right and and that's the movie is that he loves halloween it's a town uh, where everyone lo- else loves Halloween, but he, everyone hates him. Oh, it's Salem, Massachusetts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Salem, Massachusetts. So he's like, and then like spooky stuff starts happening. And like what, the hot girl that he has a crush on inexplicably also likes him back okay. um, for no reason. But like her family is really cute and like it like works earnestly. Kind of. I don't know. It's so hard to explain because like none of it is good. Yeah. But like I enjoyed watching it, I okay. guess, just because it's like <laughs> it's funny. It's like somebody on Twitter said um, it's really high quantity to quality ratio where there's like six jokes every minute and mm-hmm. and like five of them are stupid and one of them will make you laugh. Okay. So you're like laughing every minute, like honestly laughing, <laughs> but there's just so much shit in it that is so stupid <laughs> and bad. Right. Um, I don't know. It, it, it was such a strange mo- movie watching experience because I feel like if I saw it as a kid, I would love it earnestly. It would be like, man, great movie. Yeah. You'd probably like years later, like you'd be doing like our November that we're going to do. Like you'd yeah, be talking yeah, yeah. about it when you're in your thirties being like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> do you remember this movie underrated? Nobody talks about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like jingle all the way where it's like, yes, people are right to give it a bad review. Right. Or, or, uh, you know, Sergeant Bilko or blank man or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the many movies we'll be doing next month. Um, yeah. It's, Blue streak. I think I put on there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, Oh wait, Oh, that's Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence, oh, yeah. I was thinking Blue Chips with Shaq. No, um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that movie's fun. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it's it absolutely correct to say that it's a dog shit movie, but I almost want to watch it again. Like, I'm like, yeah, I think Halloween, I'm going to watch on it. Halloween, I'm, I'm going to put it on because it's so funny and weird and cute. Yeah. Just like so stupid and earnest. And they're having a great time. I don't know. I, I honestly haven't been that like this conflicted about like saying someone should watch a movie like in a long time because <laughs> it's like it's so bad. It's, yeah, you really got to know what you're in for. It's bad in the way I assume Jack and Jill is. Right. Like, it really isn't good. But then it's so fun. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Um, it, it there's something really honest about it and cute. Also, um, there's a lot of like Tim Meadows is really funny in it. Oh, nice! I um, like Tim Meadows. Steve Buscemi plays like a werewolf in it. Of course, it. he does. Um, and that's what really is his funny. connection to Adam Sandler? I'm so curious. No, I guess they're just bros somehow. He's he got like, such a weird like. 
Steve Buscemi has such a weird circle of of influence. It's such a weird like like overall career. Like I just realized that he was in um, King of New York. I never even remembered him being in that. He's just like randomly in Escape from L.A. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) And he's randomly in King of New York. He's not really in it. He's just like in the background of a scene, like chopping up coke or something like that. (laughs) And you're like, oh, nice. Look at that. (laughs) I guess he's just a cool guy. Yeah. I don't know. He like is a New York guy. Yeah, I think that's what he is. He's just a New York guy who just like has such a distinct look about him that you're like, I guess I gotta put him in. I mean, I love him. Like, he, I'll watch his stuff just to see him be. Oh, in sure. It. I mean, I think he's also an incredible actor. And if you ever get to it, his season of The Sopranos is absolutely impeccable. He's in The Sopranos. Yeah, he's uh, he's Tony's cousin. Oh. Well, um, uh, we just made it to... His is if, fucking impeccable, dude. You You'll love a, it. If you are not a Patreon subscriber yet, I'll have you know that our goal for me to watch The Sopranos uh, just hit the mark. So now I have to watch the first season. So if you want to hear what I have to think about the first season of The Sopranos, subscribe, and then maybe I'll watch the second season. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm only talking about it on the, on the, on the, on the Patreon. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, I'm you not going to talk never... about it here. Yeah, <laughs> every single week, be like, I watched The Sopranos again. <laughs> um, I honestly, when I was first devising that idea of doing the Patreon goals of of you watching The Sopranos, I didn't even expect you to talk about it. <laughs> I was yeah, just, just like, watch it. You just watch it, and we just never bring it up. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it now. <laughs> Who cares what I think about it? Yeah. I mean, really, who gives a shit what I think about it? I know, it's it'll, so... It'll be funny if I think it's bad. It's like the most talked about show probably of all time. I don't know that anybody... Aside from maybe The Simpsons, I think there's maybe no right. other piece of media Seinfeld, that's been talked about maybe. as much. Um, no, Seinfeld was never really dissected in any meaningful way. Nobody really engaged with that work beyond laughing. I suppose that's true. All right, well, that's what I watched this week. And what also we watched this week was... 2003's Underworld. Yes, Underworld, um, a uh, movie about the uh, the underworld. Uh, the underworld. The underworld, right beneath your feet. Just, just, just below, below your feet. Assuming you live in Budapest, Hungary. Assuming you live in uh, some sort of goth alternate reality where everyone <laughs> is black and white. It's Budapest. And, and That's where it. it's filmed. And really? everybody in Budapest is uh, American or English. That's weird. Except for that one doctor who is some <laughs> sort of Eastern European of, of some sort of vague, you know, origin or whatever. Yes. So Underworld is a, is directed by Len Wiseman. This was his first film. Um, yes, a good, a nice, a nice uh, uh, feature film by a black director. He's not black. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, he, I, I always that's I always think that whenever I hear like a really Jewish name, <laughs> I was like, wouldn't it be funny to <laughs> if he was black? Yeah, yeah, or not even if he was black. It's just funny to say like, ah, yes, a strong black yeah. director. <laughs> Len Wiseman is yeah. is a Jewish name. See, Len I ju- is for I, sure. I like just found out that Jewish people had specific types of names. <laughs> like. It was like honestly surprising to me. I was talking to my friend Michelle Rosenbaum, who's been on the show, <laughs> who's been on this show before. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "What do you mean it's a Jewish last night?" This is like three years ago. <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like Greenberg, like any color. I was like, "Color? What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, specifically colors of money. <laughs> Greenbaum. Greenberg gold yeah. is anything is blatt is gold blatt is the end yeah okay yeah I I'm just learning Wiseman doesn't sound like a Jewish name to me that just sounds like a normal guy's name not normal Len but is like a, very a non- Jewish name <laughs> a goy's name um, Len oh yeah I guess you're right yeah I'm new to this whole Jewish names thing so forgive me for Len not understanding let's see <laughs> but, what he looks like oh he could be a he could be. Could be a He's from Fremont, California. Um, but this was his first film, and uh, he was not yet dirt- married to uh, Kate Beckinsale, who also stars in this film. 
Uh, they oh, par- he's married to her? He married her the year after this movie came out, and then they divorced in 2019. So, and is she now married to Michael Sheen? I have no idea. Because that came up on Google. Yes. No. No, no, no. Yes, she was married to him. Yeah, but only until oh, she met No, Lynn. they just had kids together. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, so continuing. And now she's Underworld. single. Okay, Underworld. So Underworld is a movie about uh, vampires. It's about vampires and werewolves. And there's a war that's been going on yes. for centuries between these vampires and the werewolves. And mm-hmm. Kate Beckinsale is a assassin. Basically, she's uh, what's called a death dealer. She yeah. uh, kills. They got a different word for it in the underworld. Right. She's not a murderer or an assassin. Assassin she's a death, or a hitman. Dealer. And she has cool Berettas, two twin Berettas that for some reason are fully automatic somehow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, even though they're uh, handguns. And um, so her job is to go around killing werewolves. Um, like Blade, there is a sort of like Mary Sue character who is a hot guy who looks like Scott Stapp from Creed. Yes. Who gets bitten by a werewolf. And yeah, then the butt rock vibes <laughs> are so strong. <laughs> Very hot. This is looks and feels and sounds like an Evanescence music video. Yes. Um, every vampire wears kink wear. They're wearing... Mm-hmm goth club kink uh tight leather latex yeah. and boots um and every werewolf the same <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah it's a world where everybody dresses like this everybody dresses like yeah the only people who don't dress like this are the doctors but once they're once they are not at work they're dressed like that too. <laughs> well at least like a black t-shirt and black jeans yeah like, sure um the movie is desaturated to hell it looks like black and white it looks like black and white sometimes absolute garbage (laughs) it is so shitty (laughs) this effect is so bad (laughs) there's red sometimes and it doesn't look it looks like gray because of how desaturated the movie looks yeah for people Um, over a certain age um you'll remember this people over a certain age and under another age uh you will remember (laughs) this look very distinctly from myspace pictures uh, this is oh, very yeah. much a like goth and emo girl yeah, trick yeah. that they would mm-hmm. do uh, to hide, you know, every feature of their skin. That's right. It's a trick <laughs> that we all pulled all the time, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, constantly. And uh, you know, you you it's called like the desaturate thing in Photoshop or whatever. Yeah. And then you can kind of like chroma key the reds or whatever, like all to a blue filter, depending on how you're feeling that day. Yeah. Um, it looks like that. The whole movie does. But the contrast also is turned up somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what the whole movie looks like. It's hard to see what's going on half the time. Um, and the music, I have to say, just sounds like they took a temp score and just like put the Matrix, like Don Davis's Matrix yeah. score. For like, how much this looks like an Evanescence video and for how much everybody in this movie looks like they're in Evanescence or they're in Creed or they're in one of these bands from the time period when this yeah. was the biggest when music was there was. Yeah. I was expecting like nine needle drops at least. I was expecting like <laughs> every two seconds for there to be like, like, all right, time to go get some lichens. Boom, 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 Oh, yeah, Lincoln Park? No. Yeah, none of that. It's all the Matrix soundtrack. Yeah, Not, there's and, like oh, one me. scene where we get some rock music, and it's like in the cab, they like turn it on the radio. Yeah, and it it doesn't even really sound like a song I've heard before. It was just No, like, it's not a real it, song. It was it's like... like it was like the a dream of somebody going like wake me up or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's all it's like the um it's like that song inside. from the from the blitzball cut scene in final fantasy 10 it kind of sounds like it could be like a power man 5000 or something like that oh yeah but then you look it up and it's like some japanese band that just makes music for sony <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and then the credits have a needle drop the pus- yeah what was it I the pussifer song okay it's uh, the guy from tool his like other band um and that's it um but i it literally sounds like they took the matrix score and just like copy pasted yeah the water bells and the sort of like like horns swells and stuff it's all there um 
Also, she does the jump, like the Trinity jump out of window thing, like mm-hmm. three times. <laughs> three different times, yeah. Uh, okay, so the story. They love it. <laughs> now, the story of this movie is more complicated than I think. Maybe you would say. Um, uh, yeah, I will say this: it is a it is a very detailed portrait of absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's a it's a very specific world. Yeah, it's a it is. There's I, a lot of rules. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot yeah. to know about the world of That's the vampires true. and the lichens. However, not a single thing happens in this movie. Nothing happens. <laughs> You're right. It's almost all world building. Mm-hmm. And I think what I liked about this movie, the reason we watched this movie is because I said, "Have you ever heard of this movie?" And we were very surprised that this movie was cost very little to make. And yeah. made a lot of money. And then every subsequent sequel they made made more money. Yes. Um, it's and a, they've made, what, five of these now? Five. They're on. And I have never heard of this. Right. This was the first I've heard of this. So I saw two in the theater. I saw the third one. And and I haven't watched the other two. But um, I liked this movie when I, when I, when I was 15. I came, this movie came out when I think I was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really liked it uh, because what I think I latched onto was it opens with a, it feels like a Matrix ripoff, a Blade ripoff. It's just like, okay, there's vampires and werewolves and they're fighting. But what it ends up spending most of its runtime doing is like telling you, okay, this is the house. There's these different houses. And in these houses, it's basically like, you know, what people like I think about Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings is like there's these little houses and this is what they did. And a hundred years ago this happened and there was this guy was in control and then he gets put in the ground. They they put they put him to sleep and then Yeah, it's they very take like turns. Game of Thrones y. Yeah, 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 exactly. And they they take turns being the ruler and basically what is happening is there is a plot I'll try and sum it up really quickly. There's a plot within the vampire and werewolf houses to create a uh, hybrid werewolf-vampire guy. Um, The legend has said that that can't exist, and Bill Nye's character, who's uh, Kate Beckinsale, finds out that like the current second-in-command, Craven, is uh, doing underground dealings and wakes up Bill Nye's character a century before he's supposed to be woken up uh to help and he's like fuck you you shouldn't have done that even though you're like my favorite girl uh, i'm very <laughs> mad at you and she he's the one who saved her from when you know she was turned into a vampire he turned her or whatever so they have a bunch of history and she's like no something bad is happening and you have to wake up from your slumber early and he's like fuck you um and so basically found out that the guy who's currently in command is trying to stop. I actually can't remember if Craven is trying to stop or make it happen. <laughs> I he's think he's trying, trying to, to stop make it, it happen. Because um, <laughs> Lucian, the the werewolf this stuff is leader, so again. It, this is so. It's such an interesting experience to watch this film. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm assuming you've seen this at least more than once before yes, this. I have seen it at least twice. Okay, so this stuff is like in your brain. Yeah, uh, I you know have all the names s- of the characters. Yeah, <laughs> I am coming into this well, also, ice cold. I have to say, is that the mo- the second movie is right after this. Like, mm-hmm. they have to flee and go to a different area of Europe, and, like, all of the characters who are alive in this one are, like, main characters in the next one. It's all the same actors. Like, it's a fluid thing. Like, yeah. And so I know what happens in... I remember these characters more because I've seen like the next two and mm-hmm. like they are bigger characters in right. the, in the next two. Um, That's fine. And so what I was going to so, yeah, say you're is, ice cold is and, I'm coming into this ice cold uh, and nothing happens in this. Movie. Nothing happens in this movie. It's all set up. And all of this stuff that does happen with like, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, um, what's his name? The, uh, the vampire guy who betrays everybody to make the werewolf vampire. Craven. Craven. Craven's betrayal of the coven and, and Bill Nighy's experience with like, you know, the ruling and the, the like you go to sleep for thousands yeah, of years yeah, yeah. and then you wake up. 
all of this stuff is there but it's so minimally explained and it is so like barely like for how much of this movie is lore and world building they really don't build it out very much it's a very flimsy portrait of all this stuff well to the point where like there were several times watching it where i was like i don't know when did she figure out that Craven was doing this? Because it kind of just seemed like she kind of like guessed. Yeah, she has like a hunch. She She's has like, a hunch. I think he's fucking. I paying somebody to do something bad. She doesn't and, actually. And along even know. with that hunch, it's not just a hunch that he's like paying something to do something bad, and then she like pieces it together throughout the film. She wakes Bill Nighy up with every detail of this already in her head. She's like, so he is oh, yeah, but she has uh, no evidence. working with Lucian, who is not really dead. He's actually still alive. Uh, he lied right. about killing him all those d- centuries ago. He's still alive. There's more werewolves than we thought there were. They're actually mm-hmm. not almost extinct. There's like a whole shit ton of them. There's way more. And uh, they're going to try to make a hybrid of the two. And like, she knows everything she knows uh, immediately. Everything. <laughs> She's got a hunch. And she can't prove any of it, but she she believes and it enough to wake up. And then later, Craven is like, "Did you know Bill that Bill Nye he is the one who killed your fucking family?" Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, he did." And she just like <laughs> trusts him and kills Bill Nye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she freezes him. No, she cuts his fucking head in half. Yeah, like Frieza. Trunks cuts Frieza like. Up oh, Frieza. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you said freezes. I was like, oh, no, no, she no. doesn't freeze him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember when Trunks comes from the future? Yeah, yeah, and then... yeah. She like super cuts his fucking head in half, like diagonally. You yeah, don't really see awesome. that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay, but that's a thing that I like still really like. Like, mm-hmm. I, there's less, there's, so. There's fun yes, action. It's a, it's a, it, it gets very bogged down in explaining its world with telling and not showing. And that's its mm-hmm. biggest crime in retrospect is because you could make a whole meal at a lot of this stuff. Like there's, yes. there's so much stuff of like Bill Nighy's like big IV like tree that he's hooked yes, up to. Yes, I liked that. There's like cool ideas. There's like so many cool ideas, but like it doesn't have the visual flair to like really sell it to you. And oh. even when it does, it doesn't like... It, it, it it's too confident in itself, I feel, where like it okay. knows that it's gonna have a sequel. At the very end of the movie, they're <laughs> setting it up for a sequel. You know for there's sure. gonna be a sequel. You know you're making another movie out of this. Why not save some of these ideas, throw them into the next one? Oh, there's and more. Then take some of the ones <laughs> that you have here and expand upon them. They already know. They're like, I've got a million more ideas for the next right, one. Right, right. You know <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It feels like a movie that's trying to cram a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it, 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 I think this is why. If you Google Underworlds two thousand three, the first like suggestion on Google is what is Underworld based off of? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the first suggestion is Blade. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's like what people are like. What the fuck is this book? I was just about to ask you: Is it based on a book it's or something? It's not based on anything. That's insane. It's so weird. Be- well, okay. Here's another. Here's a thing: Is that. Uh, the company White Wolf, who created the tabletop role-playing game Vampire the Masquerade, mm-hmm. sued them. And it seems spurious. I've never played the game, but there's like, you know, D&D levels of lore about vampire yeah. and werewolf war. Um, so I don't know how much they stole from Vampire the Masquerade, but it was settled out of court I mean, none of this seems like it does, you couldn't have come up with it on your own. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Nothing about this is like, well, like well, as much as it's like a dense text of like a million pieces of lore and whatever, and like it's so obsessed with itself, and whatever. There's no part of this that's like if somebody if somebody gave me like a year to like come up no, with like a, a world weeks. like this, like, <laughs> I feel like I could have come up with like almost all of this. Yeah, no, on totally. my own. <laughs> well, that's what what I liked about the movie at the time was I literally remember telling people this. I was like, this feels like somebody read 50 entries of a DeviantArt account user, like goth fairy 69 or whatever, like yeah, some yeah, yeah. 14 year old girl's, fan fiction and that just didn't change anything right <laughs> like no script rewrites just like it's as obsessive and and like uh like overly detailed and complicated as a fan fiction in some ways it feels like the opposite it feels like this is made for fanfic writers 
like yeah, the yeah. purpose of this is to give oh. you like like you don't touch on anything too much <laughs> because you don't want to like take too much out of their hands. You want to hand it to them and say like, look, there's this thing that happens where you've they got the sleep girl for three thousand years, and and you've got the hot guy you can be. Yeah, exactly. And and there's like all these rituals and there's all these things and there's this history and whatever and like you know we'll touch on it for two seconds and then whew, it's yours. You right, know, right, right. Yeah, Go absolutely. Nuts, and, some stuff. and that's what I like about it is that it feels so like interested in just like giving you a bunch of like little tips of icebergs that you can sort of think about. Yeah. And I I liked at the time and I think now I don't know. It's like it's hard to say it's so funny because this movie has aged so poorly. Like yes. it, it feels so much like it was made in 2003. It's impossible to describe. Like it literally just feels like you're watching an Evanescence music video or a Leakin Park music video. Like it's, it's, it take, it took everything from the matrix and blade and like all of this stuff. And we're just like, this is our style. We're just going to put all of this, these little ideas and just like, that's it. And, yeah, it and just make it into like a popcorn movie. Basically. That's the idea. But what was refreshing at the time was how seriously it took itself mm-hmm. because I feel like this was the beginning of like action movies, not like taking themselves winking at the camera. Like this was like the diehard sequels were getting so absurd. Like this was like, Charlie's Angels full throttle. Yes. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. everything was goofy and stupid and everything couldn't nothing could take itself seriously. And what I really liked about this at the time was that it was very refreshing in how seriously it took itself. It was like all of the characters don't smile, they don't want to get the camera, they're barely mm-hmm. people. <laughs> like they're just action people who are fighting and having, you know, it, it felt like an anime. Um and that was fun for me. Yeah. Um, and it still feels like an anime um, in how, in like for all the downfalls of anime too, where it's just like tons of world building, nothing happens, lots of episodes where, you know, they're just talking at each other about betrayals and, you know, um, not telling the truth and hiding stuff from each other. It's like, well, you didn't know I actually was double werewolf. And <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like th- there's all this like convoluted stuff in it. Um, it feels like, feels like an anime to me, but not like a good anime, like not a good anime, not like a good anime, like speed racer does. Like, speed no, it's, it feels like sword art online. Yeah, It yeah. feels like that kind of a show where it's like, there's a lot here. If you yeah. wanted to run with it, and then nobody runs with it, and you're like, "All right, well, all right, well." <laughs> Nevertheless, <laughs> yeah. So what happens is the movie they make they spend a lot of their time building up the world. Um, the other half of the time is Kate Beckinsale, um, whose name is Celine in this movie, falling in love with a human who they all think is a human, but then they think then they find out he's a lichen because he got bit by a werewolf. Um, falling in love with him his name is michael and then she wants to save him but the plan for him is to turn him into a hybrid because he has centuries old genes that are able to withstand he's like the chosen one basically it's like if the matrix like if you followed trinity instead of neo and neo was like the mary sue um of of that movie um and so at the end she but it's not like that because well, the no. thing about Neo and Trinity is that they have a lot of chemistry together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> and the uh, thing about Kate Beckinsale and this dude is <laughs> there is, uh, I would say, a black hole of chemistry from which nothing can escape. I feel I like have, it gets a little better in the second one. but yeah. Maybe it gets better in the second one. I want to see nothing less than the two of them fuck well, or whatever. Well, it happens in the second one. Like, they are so so boring around each other <laughs> and so uninterested in each other i was like i genuinely like if i hadn't read the synopsis before i started the movie i would not have known it was supposed to be a romantic subplot until, until like, they kiss like the very end <laughs> even when they kiss it feels like it comes out of nowhere yeah it's like oh <laughs> i, I mean, really truly it's like, like supposed to happen but i didn't even read the synopsis to mo and like right when they kissed she was like do they even like each other <laughs> it does feel really weird and this is the whole like fanfic thing yeah is it feels like well i want to ship them because they're hot you have to they got to you gotta ship 
why would you not ship them? They're the main characters. Yeah, exactly. Um, he, he. It's also weird. Kate Beckinsale. Um, she's very pretty, um, but she has like she has like this mirror face to me. Like mm-hmm. she's shot in a way where she like makes sense as a shape. But like I don't remember anything about her character. Like, no, she, I don't. She doesn't think have I, like emotions or. I truly don't remember anything about this movie. I watched it last night, <laughs> and like it's so rare that I see a movie that's like this that my that's just like oil just and water <laughs> that just like just like water off a duck's back. Just my brain like refuses to take it. It's just like nah, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> you don't need it. You don't want it. <laughs> Um, one thing I will say I earnestly love about this movie still is Mm -hmm. lots of cool practical effects, um, which is thing that I always like about movies, but this is an era where that was, I remember raving about that at the time because it's 2003. Everything is CGI. Every horror movie you see, the, the monster is going to be a CGI. Every alien movie you see, the aliens are going to be CGI. It always sucked. It always looked like dog shit. Spider-Man had just come out. Um, oh, yeah. Spider-Man is CGI. Like, everything looks like dog shit. This movie is like, either they didn't have the money quite yet, or they made an artistic decision, but the werewolves are puppets. Yes. For most of the movie. And there's, there's definitely a couple, like, weird shots that aged so strangely like i want to i want to start like uh, i kind of want to start like some sort of uh you know single serve twitter just for like images from the early 2000s where you're not even sure if it's cgi or not like there was these like close-ups of teeth and blood where it's like what part of this is computer generated (laughs) um but for the most part the werewolves are puppets and it's cool i think it's really nice looking uh, they look cute and fun. They're like a mix between like the shiny, like hairless dogs from Dog Soldiers and like normal like silver bullet puppet yeah. werewolves. Um, they look really cool. Also, Bill Nighy when he's like a like a, uh, almost dead guy, he looks mm-hmm. like a uh, like the crypt keeper, and he's all yes, like, he looks like a weird, gross mummy. <laughs> he's very fun, and and I gotta say, he's very fun in this. He's oh, having he's a great, great. Time. and his like weird accent choice that he made of like mm-hmm. doing this very specific like ancient European uh, accent that like comes out from him. Yeah, uh, so interesting. I think I'm always happy to see him in a movie. He, he, I don't think I've ever not liked him in something. He's really good. He brings like a real like weight to the movie that it desperately needs. Michael Sheen um, does a good job in this, although the outfit they have him in and like the hair they have on him is just (laughs) fucking ridiculous. (laughs) It is like gotta be one of the worst sins of costume and, and hair design I've ever seen to put that man in. Which one is Michael Sheen? He's, he's Lucius or Lucian or whatever. Oh yeah. He looks insane. What are you doing? Putting like airheads hair on this guy. (laughs) He looks fucking ridiculous. (laughs) You know what he looks like? He looks like, um, he always reminds me of John Travolta in Battlefield Earth. Yes. You know, like uh he has like big, huge hair. And like yeah. the goatee, weird goatee. And well, shit. I was thinking of of Brendan Fraser in in, in Airheads. Uh, Airheads. Yeah. He's got the same hair in that, right? Um, <laughs> Hairsprayed '80s metal hair. Yeah, uh, uh, I wasn't strange. super crazy about the. Uh, there was like a weird. I felt pretty racist sort of thing going on with this this one black uh, werewolf who Rays? has the only weird deep like monster voice in the movie. <laughs> Everybody else talks normal. Voice? No, it's not as normal. There's no way he talks like that. That's not a human voice. <laughs> Are you sure? It's like an octave and a half below a human voice. It's ridiculous. Hmm. I don't really recognize that. Maybe I'll watch. I should watch it again. But yeah, that would be weird if they just lowered his voice. <laughs> his voice is so deep and weird, and like it sounds like an effect. Yeah, Ray's is cool though. I like that character. Uh, well, later he gets cool. <laughs> uh, um, I like. I wish that it was stupider. To be perfectly honest, because there was a moment oh, in the well, beginning could, where I was like, "I hope this is." 
I, I hope this is as stupid as it looks because the first thing that you learn about the werewolves like, <laughs> after the big gunfight on the train, the first thing that happens is she like brings back their gun to the yeah. to the mansion, and she's like, "Look, they've made sunlight bullets." Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> and they never talk about that again. I know. Well, that was, that was like a big thing for me. Like, I remembered that. It's like, oh, yeah, one of the big things about this movie is they have all UV bullets. And I like was like, wait, what does that even mean? How could that work? But it They're worked. just glowing blue bullets yeah, that yeah. just like are full of ultraviolet, the sun. Yeah, <laughs> they have ultraviolet rays in them. But like, yeah, what would that mean? Uh but then they don't really use them very much anymore. No, and never then again. Later you don't see on, again. they introduce silver nitrate bullets, which is like, why wouldn't you just use a regular silver bullet? But yeah. the werewolves, they have a silver nitrate bullet, which is like liquid silver. No, um, the vampires have that. That's what I'm it, saying. Uh, they, the vampires get that so they can kill the werewolves. Right, because um, it uh, it gets into their bloodstream so right. that it's like really deep in there. But then they shoot Lucian with it and it doesn't kill him. No. And it's like, wait... So does he come back in the other movies? Is he a regular character? Lucian? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because I thought he dies in this, but then I was like, they probably don't kill him. I think they bring him back. Yeah. You know who did write this movie, though? The black guy. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. The story was created by Ray's, the the guy, Kevin Kevin Grievio. That's very interesting. He's the fan guy. He's the fanboy who wrote this fan fiction. Okay. Um... So if he if he wanted to have a deep voice, maybe it was hey, his decision. You know what? All power to you, man. You wanted to give yourself the only weird voice. <laughs> He's like, and I'll have the cool voice. <laughs> yeah, go nuts, man. You you get that. You get to have that. Yeah. So uh yeah, so Oh wait, shit, I forgot. We got an email. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I don't remember giving uh oh shit, my phone died. Oh uh, no, well, I, I remember get... I remember this. It's I'll in read the it. Gen Loss email. Can Should you open I read it? the whole email? Yeah. Okay. It's from uh uh it's from Simon in the Discord. All right, we've never done this before. We've we've talked about the movies, but bef- um okay, we've never done this before, but we did get an email specifically about this movie. I guess cuz yeah. we mentioned it on the last episode. Um if maybe we should just start mentioning the movie we're going to do next week. Yeah, uh, why not? And then if people want to tell us stuff like this, <laughs> uh we'll read it on the show. Yeah, why not? Um, it's fun. Uh, it's fun. So this is from Simon. We don't have to say his last name. Yeah, just say Simon uh, from Simon. the Discord, whatever. Uh, yeah, Mithros from the Discord. Um, he says, what's up, ballers? Different show. <laughs> when I was a kid, I lived in Northeast China for a year. My sister and I knew these adult Americans who had relatives our age that came over from Flint, Michigan for about a week. The four of us got on like a house fire. Is that some sort of expression? And it is. hung out constantly. Uh, they, by the way, in Flint, Michigan, they have the silver nitrate in the water. That's right. They <laughs> they and they can't live there because they're vampires. They're all vampires. Uh, they they got on werewolves. really well and hung out constantly, <laughs> barely sleeping. They introduced us to a dark, brooding fanfic vampire film, Underworld. We watched it in. We watched it crowded around a laptop after midnight in the outdoor liminal between space of the huge apartment garden complex, crouching on the concrete. About 2 a.m., a local man came by and asked us if we were homeless and if we were okay. <laughs> to this day, I don't know what about four white devil kids watching Underworld on a shitty 2008 laptop outside after nightly rain in Xinyang City suggested we were homeless, but certainly we were not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Beckinsale, though, damn, she was more than okay. Anyway, that was my... <laughs> My man's dude, hor- hell yeah! <laughs> My man's horny. <laughs> I love, I love the idea of just like a roundabout fucking fan email to just be like, by the way, Kate Beckinsale, extremely hot, Smoke and you are right in this movie. She's you are absolutely gorgeous in right. this movie. Yes, uh, <laughs> I mean, she doesn't look like anything to me. She's like, <laughs> yeah, again, she's very forgettable, but you do remember she's hot and she wears leather. <laughs> yeah, she's. I mean, she's. She, I feel like they cast her specifically because at fifteen, you like, you know, you want to be her like yes. you're like i could look that cool um <laughs> but yeah anyway but you can't you can't because you're 15 <laughs> anyway that was my childhood introduction to the series seven out of seven dragon balls stay sweaty <laughs> uh, nice so thank you simon uh, for the email yeah what underworld. is the email address again 
Oh, it's a generation loss pod at gmail.com. Generation loss pod at gmail.com. Feel free Write to email us in us. for next week's movie, which is what did we say it was going to be? Uh, Resident uh, Evil. Another smoke show, Mila Jovovich. Yes, yes, absolutely. A the smoke show woman. continues next week. <laughs> uh, yes, a beautiful woman uh, with. Oh, and then we were talking about Van Helsing for the week after that, and then Van Helsing for the week of Halloween. But don't write us. Don't write us about that until the week after we this one. We won't be able to remember. We'll never read it. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I'll delete it immediately if you write too soon. <laughs> I, we won't do that. Bryn um, will never even see oh, it. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so uh, so Underworld. Uh, I, I'm assuming you would not recommend it. No, I would not recommend this. I think I would recommend it. I mean, I would. there's a tons of caveats, but it there's... Uh, I, I think if it had some, if it had some early two thousands goth new metal needle drops, <laughs> that would have really helped you. That would have really helped it for I'm me. Cut, I think if if it really did version. some stupid like like headstrong, if we got like <laughs> Freak you know on a wake leash. me up, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like uh, disturbed, oh, disturbed, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the um, what is that song even called? The ooh ah ah one. Uh, the sickness, down with the sickness. Down with the sickness. Yeah, uh, some god that would have helped maybe? us a lot. I think. Yeah, um, God smack. Give me fucking <laughs> give me the get back. Yeah, that song rules. Dude, that song is great. That's going at the end. <laughs> I love God smack. Now Resident Evil, what I know about Resident Evil, I've not seen it, but mm-hmm. I it does have those, I think. Hell yes. So I'm excited to yeah. watch Resident Evil. If this had some music in it, I feel like I would have been willing to recommend it, but unfortunately wow. it didn't. No, I think this is this is just a very if you want to like get into my stupid brain as a teenager, <laughs> like this series is is pretty good for doing that. Uh you have to have a very like strong affinity for goth people, I think. If you weren't goth, don't watch this. Yeah. I can only recommend this if you were goth. So <laughs> And I wasn't. No, you were a punk. I was a punk. Yeah. Can I make it any more obvious? All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. We'll be doing the first Resident Evil directed by Paul W.S. Anderson next week. Uh, And uh, otherwise, please go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash generation loss and subscribe there for a weekly bonus episode. This month, we are doing all spooky genres. Um, Last week, we did torture porn. And next, this this coming week will be, uh, I don't remember, but you'll have to subscribe to find oh, out. Oh, found footage. Found, found footage, footage movies. Horror. That's going to be interesting. I have a lot to say about that. Um, otherwise, you will get Discord access where we watch the movie that we're going to talk about. Um, anything else we need to plug? Yeah, that's it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Godsmack. <laughs> Get back.